1: bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger
0: chicken nugget burger of Sunday voor mij 1 euro per stuk en dat is nog niet alles alle king deals zijn maar 1 euro haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King Woo! hello everyone and welcome to uh, a special edition of the uh, royal blue podcast live from uh, from dresden it's, uh... Dresden call. And it sounds like Eurovision, <laughs> but uh, we're it's myself and Greg O'Keefe, two-man team here in Germany. We landed uh, a little bit earlier, um, and obviously we've been on the journey, reflecting and chatting on the uh, the team news and squad that has, has travelled uh, to Germany today. And obviously there's, there's two standout kind of names, you know, the futures of two players. You know, it would appear that there's there's two players who are at perhaps different stages of, of, of exiting the football club. One has travelled to Germany, one hasn't. That's John Stones and that's Umar Nias. Um we'll start with Stones, Greg. Uh, you know, as we landed and, and, and re- yeah. reconnected to, to Wi-Fi and got back amongst the living, so to speak, we obviously learned and and, and found out that, that Pep Guardiola, the Manchester City manager, has actually been quoted as saying that they want stones. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's usually the oft well, unless you're Jose Mourinho, it tends to be the last step, the last resort of a manager to kind of publicly actually Name checker player, they're after. As far as you're concerned, and you were writing about it last night, look, John has travelled to Germany, he will be playing tomorrow night or Saturday, we think. Where, where would you say we're up to with, with the John Stones Man City saga? It seems,
1: to, it seems to me that, you know, given that Guardiola has taken that step, which, as you say, is not unusual, but it does indicate that um, a deal is either adva- advanced and getting closer, or in some cases, it can be a bit of a ploy. Otherwise, when a manager like, say, Mourinho, as you suggest, would, would do something like that. Generally, it's not the done thing. And the fact that Guardiola, who, to all intents and purposes, has got a bit of class by the way he does things, uh, he's gone and named him. To me, it suggests that it's not too far off, which ties into everything else we've heard, really, over the last uh, 48 hours and beyond that, in the last couple of months. It's interesting, I think, that he's, he's come with Everton. Um, in some ways... The official line from the Blues is that everything uh, everything carries on as normal. Uh, John's here as part of the, the squad; he'll be mm. considered to play, and he'll be expected to get on with it, mm. and he won't be treated any differently. And um, I think that's all you haven't got to behave about it until that time comes when you know Bill Kenwright fired Mashiri, shake hands with um, Tixi Bejeristan and Sheikh Mansour, whoever's doing City's deals at the moment. Uh, and they agree on a price the interesting thing Phil we were talking about on the way over is would it be a case of say it's Friday uh, sorry Thursday uh, evening Mm. say they agree a deal early tomorrow does John up sticks and fly straight back to the UK to Manchester or you know does it make sense even if they privately agree a deal does Mm. it make sense for them to leave announcing it until Sunday Monday when uh, Everton are back in the UK yeah it's
0: it's interesting isn't it because I suppose if if you're Man City and you've agreed and, you know, John will go because he says he wants to go, you know, so that's you know the formalities of his end of the deal that are, as I say, formalities. It's whether you want to say, look, right, you come and don't play for Everton, don't risk it, and you come back, come fly back to England, come to Manchester, uh, and we'll sort it out, or or is it a fact that City are in China, you know, John could do with the games, you know, he's only starting his pre-season, you know, Pep will want to work with him, of course, as soon as he can, but whether they just leave it, and as you suggest, maybe if, and we're talking hypothetically, something had been struck, you know, yeah. you know, privately. Okay, we will meet the asking price, etc., etc. Whether they just leave it, because I guess what Everton don't want, and it's it's difficult to avoid, but what Everton would not want is their preparations in any way for the players to be distracted by it or anything to be overshadowed. By John's departure, early exit from the tour, you know, he goes off. The players look, the players are fully aware of what's going on and where everything's up to, and be fully aware that mm. you know he's probably not going to be around much longer. But I wonder if Ronald Koeman would be very more insistent, actually. Um, I, I don't know, I, yeah, there's two,
1: there's two things running through my mind when you say that. And it, you know, on one hand, from Everton's point of view, if the two clubs have struck a deal and he's you know 100% going to be a Manchester, Manchester City player next season is there really any point in him being involved in true, any further training true. sessions yeah. in any further what value are Everton getting out of having it playing him during yeah. this time? Yeah, you know he's, that's the time he's playing with teammates who aren't going to be playing with him next season yeah, true. it's wasted coaching that yeah. Kuman could be putting into someone else to try and bring them on if you like Yeah, um,
0: and of course to the player himself I mean obviously yeah. we're, you know is he going to want to be there will his
1: heart be in it no yeah. you know, would, Exactly. Oh,
0: my, only, my only thing is though if City I, I know, forgive me because I, I don't know when City when do they fly back they're still in China aren't they I think
1: yeah, so so, so what's
0: he, what would he be flying home to
1: that's a good point but then you're looking from City's point of view potentially a £50 million mm. asset that they're about yeah. to sign off on Cotton do they want here. to take any risks that they can't control i.e. Yeah. Yeah. him playing in a game against uh, Dresden tomorrow mm tomorrow evening yeah it's you know I'm sure there'll be no, no aspersions cast and evidence preparation but all the intangibles like in the first minute their big rocker striker throws one in on stones because he makes a fool of him mm. breaks his leg in two places Yeah, you know the, these things they've got to factor in if they're going to pay all that money mm. for it Yeah, which maybe makes me think what do they do is they bring him back straight away and announce it or do they agree in principle and then wait till the, the weekend's done and Everton are back mm. and he comes back intact in, in in one piece. Yeah, yeah. And they sign the deal through. Yeah. The thing for me, that's City's problem. The yeah, important yeah. thing for Everton going forward is, you know, I think we want a resolution to this as quickly as possible, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Purely for the fact that the sooner it's done, Cooman can look elsewhere. Not that he's been waiting on the money to, the money yeah. like in the old days mm. to, to you know, cement yeah, his he, transfer he, plans. Yeah. But you can maybe turn to Napoli and say, in a stronger case than ever, there's X amount for Kula Koulibaly, let's talk yeah. uh, and see if Napoli will willing to sell.
0: Yeah. Uh, interesting aside, uh, and maybe because it's been for a number of weeks now, Cooman has been aware of, of John's uh, position and his desire to leave the football club. And I think maybe privately there's been an acceptance, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But how do you think Ronald's actually reacted to Pep Guardiola? Actually, name-checking John in person—is is it different to last summer when Jose Mourinho was using it as a tactic to unsettle him, and, and Roberto Martinez was really quite angry about it in Singapore? I was there. And, is it a different situation? I mean,
1: if, you know, I mean, sort of inherently feels like it is. Yeah, um, instinctively, rather than do you think? I, yeah, it, it, to me, look, maybe I'm buying a bit too much into the myth of the Guardiola being a, a you know a decent guy, and we'll see for ourselves. How he, what he's like first hand this season. Yeah, but his track record is of someone who does things the right way. Yeah. Now, for rightly or wrongly, Mourinho it does things another way, mm. often a winning way. Yeah. It didn't get him stones last mm. summer. However, yeah, I think someone like Guardiola will be the only pub- publicly name check a player when mm. he's pretty confident he's going to get him.
0: Yeah, I would think so, and I guess and maybe different. It maybe is different also in the fact that we've got different characters. You, need Ronald. Feels laid back in many respects, and he, you know he's not going to lose sleep. Is he He knows John's position, and and I guess if, if if Pep, who's his good friend by the way, mentioned in the press conference because he will have been asked repeatedly over the course of the summer. You know he's probably sick of having to skirt around the issue, and as you say, he's probably now a little bit more hopeful that something can happen. So we wait, and and we'll be we'll keeping you up to date as best as we can on on Stones. But it appears that he. Although in Germany, as we speak here in Dresden, he will be uh, edging towards the... Sorry, mate,
1: just a quick one before we move on to big him (laughs) on the ass. You were at MK Dons on Tuesday night. Yeah. John did play. He didn't play in Barnsley when I was there on Saturday.
0: Yeah.
1: What, for people who weren't there, just quickly talk us through how he played, did he seem committed? Did he... Yeah. As committed as you can be, it? It
0: it was a slightly odd second half, as pre-season friendly second halves tend to be. There's a lot of changes. Yeah. The tempo dropped and everything were a bit disjointed, but kind of got it back together in the last sort of ten or fifteen. He played well. Um, he didn't do anything. You know, he he didn't look like a player that Cumin had grabbed hold of and gone right. Well, you're going to start playing a different way, and you know none of this bringing out the back. He it was just John. He was just himself. You know, he looked he looked fairly sharp. I mean, he didn't get tested particularly. Um, it was difficult to draw conclusions, and I wasn't I wasn't looking at him going. Oh, he's he's no You know, his head his head's been turned, or his yeah. his thoughts are elsewhere. And equally, in Singapore last summer, twelve oh like almost almost twelve months to the week, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's a few days apart. And I remember watching him in the in the game. I think it was Arsenal, wasn't it? I think and I remember watching him, thinking it doesn't appear to have affected him on the pitch yet. The irony being, when we got to the competitive stuff, it did, didn't it? So,
1: Isn't there another irony? Just again, quickly before we move on, it's almost. 12 months ago, to almost to the week, Chelsea were pursuing him relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Everton pre-fired Machiri, yeah. resisted, stood firm, and kept their asset. Yeah. Evertonians rightly celebrated that as an era when they don't have to sell the best players. Fast forward a year, we've I got know. more money <laughs> and clout than we've ever had before.
0: Yeah.
1: Farhad's in the main man, and yet we're have, not having to sell, but and yet we're, we're, well we're effectively having to sell one of our best players but the answer is because, strange, the answer strange is era. because we have money
0: and we can replace him that's the difference in a nutshell so uh,
1: so look it appears
0: uh, not quite ins- sure of a time frame yet but it look, looks like John Stones his days are numbered at Everton but he is here in Germany so we'll uh, we'll assess his performance or performances maybe he might play in both games but doubtful we'll see unfortunately for one player Greg who isn't on the trip he wasn't MK Dons, he wasn't at Barnsley, he was in Austria. Mm -hmm. But all the signs now are pointing very, very strongly, and we know as we understand it as well that Umanias, Everton's third most expensive signing ever, is on his way out.
1: Hasn't this been the most disastrous signing, certainly that I've ever reported on as a journalist? Probably the most disastrous signing. I can remember as an Evertonian well, does, it, does for the it, money involved. I, I was
0: having this debate with um, one of the lads this week and, and naturally Per Coldrup comes up. Now, in relative terms, this, the five and a bit million the pay for pair back in the day was probably on a par in terms of, and in terms of where he ranked as the most expensive signing club's history, wasn't too long after the BT money, etc., all this sort of stuff. So, is, is Umar worse because he actually hasn't pl- played I think he had about seven appearances last season or something It's a like good that.
1: question I think Umar <laughs> was maybe tainted a little bit by the manager who signed that with drop, it was a very rare misstep from David Moyes yeah. who, who was otherwise for, for, for his faults uh, he Forensic was, wasn't he? He, was tr- yes. he? he was superb in the transfer market let's not beat around the bush he knew the market and for Everton in that era he was amazing at getting value yeah. and getting good deals yeah. and bringing in um, diamonds from the rough. It was a rare misstep, and I think on the whole he can be he can be forgiven for yeah. that. Yeah. Martinez, I think, whatever history might judge him in it, in years time, whatever. Right now it's pretty harsh. And rightly so, mm. and it was it, it, as I say, it's been a disastrous signing, Phil. I think back. When a new player comes in, you've got to give them the benefits of the doubt. But I remember a little telltale sign. Me and you were discussing it. We spoke to a few agents in the know who knew Russian counterparts who did warn that it was almost a little bit of... The Russians were taking taking the mickey. They were Mm, laughing at the price Everton had paid. I remember speaking to um, a guy, I won't name him just in case, but uh, a well-known commentator based out in Russia who said... There was a little bit of bit of humour over mm-hmm. there that Everton had paid so much for yeah, him. Yeah. This don't forget as well. And you reminded me earlier, a player who would won Russian Player of the Year. Well, it must have been one of the worst years in <laughs> Russian in, yeah. in the top flight history for Nias. From what we've seen to win Player of the Year, even his YouTube clips, the fabled YouTube clips, which could make me look all right for the Bramley mall by the way, <laughs> with two left feet and a play on the right, even that managed to make him look a bit clumsy. Yeah. He was stumbling his way into. I think,
0: in. I think we we're being sold as ungainly but effective, weren't we? Think that's yeah, well, um, we've souls. seen
1: we've seen more of the former than the latter, haven't we? I mean, again, so, well, not, well, that, that warm-up that you saw at Villa. Look, and it's,
0: you know, you don't want to, and I didn't want to jump to conclusions. It was early Feb, wasn't it? It was it was Villa away, went and won the game three-one if memory serves. And, and um, look, it's a snapshot in time, but you know, as we look now, at his... Inevitable exit It kind of becomes Quite sort of You know you, you you kind of make you think Well The warning signs were there It was just a very simple warm up He was just doing a very casual Passing drill with, with Duncan Ferguson And I mean casual It was almost like Let's just get you You know Warmed up For the warm up almost Just we get just, the ball moving yeah. Backwards, forwards backwards, They, were, they forward. were 15, 20 yards apart Duncan's passes Were straight, crisp Into him He controlled this This pass but his his return, on his on his correct foot, by the way, went about ten yards to Duncan's left, and I was just videoing the warm up at the time just to do a bit of color for the for our live blog and stuff, and, and I was sat there, but and I what, I remember play, replaying it to you guys. Was like, in disbelief that this is a thirteen point five million pound footballer who couldn't return the ball straight. Just now, a professional this, footballer. This wasn't like was this wasn't like because he'd been distracted. It was almost just like. A, a horrible lack of technique, and, I, and again, I, I feel it's, it's an Umar Nias bashing session, you know, and it has been for months. And you, you know, you begin to feel sorry for him and want him to kind of look, you'll, you'll, you'll come good eventually, you know. You, you're kind of willing him to kind of prove us all wrong. But then, you, you you said to me, you quite put it quite well. You said to me earlier today on the train, you said, you know, you, I saw more of him maybe than you did towards the end of last season. Yeah, Phil, did you even see half a player? And I just, I just didn't. I saw maybe five minutes of a player at Leicester, and that's been perhaps generous. And I find, you know, it's horrible you don't like. You know, I, I feel uncomfortable being so negative about footballers like this. Who you, you know have got who've been at you know good clubs like Lokomotiv Moscow. You know, somebody's seen something in. his scored goals in the Europa League, but he's just. I just don't know. I really don't. But clearly, the manager has seen what we've all seen, hasn't yeah. he? And and told him that unfortunately he doesn't figure.
1: It's interesting isn't it, that he, you know, we're going to take a financial hit on him, whatever. And all right, we're more protected against the, the damaging kind of economics of probably taking a, a small ish loan fee and having to write off the best part of 12 million quid, probably whatever wages I dread to think he's on. Um, at least we'll get that off the books. But another one, just to mention quickly, is Runa Kone, who mm. has actually made the trip to yeah, he's come, Yeah, yeah. But, and I say big but, mm. as you revealed early, well earlier in the week, he's just shaken off another knee injury. That yeah. doesn't sound good for people who know yeah. Kone's back history with, with injuries. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know, obviously, he'd it'd been something we'd try and get to the bottom of for a, for a couple of weeks, really, because obviously he'd flown to Austria with the team and then, you know, scanning, training photos, making phone calls, asking people. and Was he involved? Didn't play against Jablonek and you know the initial kind of assumption is he's either injured or Koeman has just gone you're not playing you're not good enough so obviously he spoke to Ronald after the game on tuesday he's revealed a knee injury he's traveled i think the hope is that he might feature at some point but he only just started training again this week the question for me is he's got 12 months left i believe on his deal now he's actually we're talking about the ass and his impact in comparison, Runa Kone is actually a more favourable option than Umanias, isn't he? Really? No, infinitely more. So I wonder whether there's a situation where the manager's gone, look, stay fit and I'll keep you in the squad. But you will be third choice at least. At least third choice. You know, whether he calls on him for a League Cup game or or whatever, you know, or he ends up playing as an overage player in the Football League trophy or something like that. You know, I don't know, but you can't, you know, if, if, if Ronald has been as ruthless as, as it appears to have been with Oumanias, you would imagine he's going to be something similar with Arunicone. Look, we knew he was after Graziano Pella and he went to China. He is after a support striker, assuming he keeps from Lukaku, which he's absolutely determined to do. So, look, I hope for Aruna's sake that his knee problem isn't a serious one uh, and that he can play some part in Dresden. And, and, and I hope... He's he's a good guy, you know. He scored some good goals, you know. He did a great little spell up till about October and November yeah, yeah. last season, but he was dreadful thereafter. Um, you know, if if he has to move on, hopefully find a club. But yeah, it's if you're him, you you you're looking nervously over your shoulder, aren't you?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And just another quick one to mention in terms of strikers, which conversely, despite knowing how much we need a support striker. It, it really heartens me actually it's suggestions that um, Wilfred Boney isn't going to form part of the deal mm, yeah. City seem keen by all accounts to, to make him to yeah, make him so a, he'll be a big earner um, not yeah. get him off the book he's not playing but rightly the noises coming from Everton are no they want the money yeah. up front yeah. and,
0: and then we'll decide we'll
1: decide exactly yeah. now this would be a player who I don't know what he's like as a professional but his motivation would be slightly in question because he's Chosen to go to City and mm. he's being forced out to go as make way yeah. to deal with someone else. I mean, I despite his attributes, I'm just yeah. thinking it's not the type of player I want us to sign. I don't
0: want to try and be sort of be revisionist about anything, but I take you back to the summer of 2014 and the debate raging about whether Everton should press ahead and try and get Lukaku permanently or they should go for somebody else. Now, uh, I won't, I won't, you know, I know I spoke to somebody, one of our columnists, I think it was Snods actually at the time. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll admit he was probably wrong, but I remember doing his column and, um, midway to the end towards that season and he goes, look, I like Rom, I think he's a good player, but if you're asking me now, I prefer Wilfred Boney. Now, he's still at Swansea at the time. It's interesting that his stock, in many people's eyes, would have fallen. So, I mean, maybe playing devil's advocate and say, well, keep him fit and he becomes your secondary striker, the, you know, the support line to Rom. On that left-hand side, maybe or wherever, however, Ronald wants to play. Is it that bad an option? You no, know, that's a, a footballer who went for thirty million pounds. Yeah, who was scoring for well, fairly for fun at Swansea. You know, he, he convinced Manuel Pellegrini enough to sign him, and not just for small changes—a kind of squad play. Thirty million
1: quid. I wonder how much of it is Everton thinking that if they're going to lose. One of the jewels, they the crown, in terms of young players, yeah. it's got to be for a record fee for and a the, British defender.
0: Yes, and the and the prestige, etc., that comes yeah. comes with that. Yeah, I and, can and, under, I can understand that. And it
1: doesn't look almost as not good, but acceptable in, in terms of you know as much as it's hard to sell a top player. If you take well, you know, there's thirty million or, what, mm. or thirty-five million, and you take someone who cast you, off, who may, no matter
0: how good, yeah, and who the manager may not be convinced on himself. Because that's, that's how history would, would look back on that deal, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be, yeah, Everton got good money for John. They got what they wanted. You're saying, hypothetically, they might go, well, they didn't get what they wanted and they and they gambled on a striker who hadn't been playing much and it didn't come off. So the deal just was completely different, even though, effectively, you're still getting the same amount of money, aren't yeah, you?
1: Yeah. Another yeah. another one who hasn't travelled, um, we'll keep it brief on him because uh, probably someone that we'll write and talk about in the coming days and weeks... But no space for Luke Garbutt on on yeah. the
0: trip either. Mm. Look, there's no mistake. So there's no denying, sorry, that Everton are overloaded with left-footed defenders. The irony being that they were seen as a, left backs a, and right wingers. Well, too many. They were seen as almost yeah. seen as a price commodity under the previous manager. And you know, and, and I remember when he brought Matty Folds into the club. A young lad who was at the academy. And look, you know, we hope Matty progresses. He looks a good player. Left-footed, you know. And it was almost seen as if you are a left-footed defender. This was the holy grail. And then you, you take stock and you reflect and you go, we've got tons of them. Yeah. You know. So, look, Luke hasn't travelled. We'll speak to the manager hopefully tomorrow night after the game and get an idea of, of his thoughts on Luke. But he's come back from a difficult loan at Fulham. Um, I don't know what Ronald's seen of him. I don't know what Ronald's information has been fed back from the club and the coaches who, who are still there. Luke's intention, as I understood it, was to very much come back and fight for his place, but he's not featured at all. As he, apart from 45 against Jablonek, so don't want to sort of cast any major conclusions without speaking to the manager. But it, you know, on the surface, as you sort of rightly point out, he doesn't look.
1: Particularly I mean, unless put. he's picked up a knock against yes, Jablonek, possi- we don't know. About. That is a
0: possibility, but even still, he's he's in a queue and a long queue, isn't he? Because you know, we've spoken this. Baines, he looks nailed on to be first choice. Oviedo's played a bit now. You know, the, the debate rages over Oviedo, but I think as a utility defender, Ronald might think, well, play left, can play right if necessary. Steady, you know, you <laughs> know, international football, maybe I'll keep him round.
1: Yeah,
0: young Brendan Galloway, left foot. He could has played left back in the Premier League and did very well. I Looks think more left- of
1: a left back than a central defender for me.
0: See that is a young lad, and I think that will take time. You see, I think that's a natural. It's a natural thing, isn't it, for a young centre half to play at fullback? It's a natural kind of um, rite of passage, isn't it? Um, and even God, we even played Funes Murray at left back against Reading, didn't we, in the cup last season? So you know, if for Luke, if you know, the reason he went to Fulham was to get a season of playing football, and then come back it and then told he would, you know, injury, form, etc. It didn't happen. So even if you Luke, I mean, his intention was to come back, but maybe, maybe he's been told, "Look, you're going to find it difficult. I've got enough options here." But as I said, we'll
1: we'll hopefully get to the bottom of that a little bit tomorrow night and, in, and into Saturday. So I mean, in terms of tomorrow, obviously, it's going to be interesting. Dresden, a team who you know, not in the in the Bundesliga, no, no. not in the top that's flight. As I
0: wrongly suggested,
1: I'd the <laughs> promoted them another level. Yeah, <laughs> sure. The chairman will be made up of you, but no. Nonetheless. A club of some standing. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's it's a weird setup in many ways. Two games in forty eight hours. Yeah, don't
0: think Ron In has less been, than forty eight yeah, hours. I don't think Ronald's been particularly infused by that. By no. the way. So,
1: and again, initially it was felt that we played Dresden, and then it would definitely be Betis from from what it was suggested by the. But now it's Dresden and it's Betis or Verde Bremen, which actually makes sense. Cause it it makes a sense. Tournament.
0: Yeah, trying to cl- yeah yeah. yeah. Try to clear that up it was slightly confusing because we were sort of led that the official fixed list had said it was Betis regardless but actually it would it would make sense for it to be either or so we'll <laughs> mystery opponents for Saturday but we'll definitely Dresden tomorrow night isn't it and,
1: uh, and we'll get to see like more of the 22 players doesn't seem a lot does it 22 players in
0: some ways no but you know Rom's obviously I haven't mentioned Rom he has come he's yeah. travelled um, I'm really interested I wrote a piece and you know I think Interesting reaction to the piece I wrote from Munke Don's. I genuinely feel that the system that Kuman looks like he wants to play would suit Rom, with this huge caveat that you've been the lone striker, you've got to work your Yeah off basically. Yeah. Now, being kind, I think he's done that inconsistently at Everton, hasn't he? But I think
1: fits and spurts, yeah. You know,
0: he he looks at Jerry's Jerry's lead, and you know the way he's been working very hard in that role is. Not unfamiliar, but maybe not his, his preferred role. So I'm looking forward to see Rom. But as you say, 22 outfield players because of the three goalkeepers actually isn't a lot for, for Ronald. You know, the has got injuries, haven't we? Jags is injured. So, um, yeah, it, it, a tough one. I, I, it'd be interesting seeing what we get out of it, what, what the manager gets from it as well, because, you know, time's ticking down now. We've only got United and Espanyol before the season starts. So it's not ideal, but they're vital games in many respects.
1: Yep, definitely, and we'll be there, obviously we're in Dresden this evening, we'll be there tomorrow, Uh, we'll be podcasting pretty much every day uh, while we're here in Dresden, so um, do look out for the the tweets, and obviously you can get this on Soundcloud and iTunes now, Uh, if not via the Echo website. Thanks very much for listening, and um, yeah, we'll uh, speak again tomorrow.